Hey, Ez, where's Alex? Uh, I don't know. We, we were supposed to do this episode on kids' books that he's been researching, but I haven't heard or seen him for days. Guys! Guys! Steven! What is it, boy? I just got a voice message from Alex. Listen! Hey, guys, it's Alex. Listen, uh, I'm stuck inside the worst kids' book ever. Dude, you need to get me out of here. How'd it happen? I don't know what you're saying, since this is only a message, but there's a tree and a fish and love. So much love! Come save me! I think I read it out! What a terrible time for his call to cut out. I don't know anything about kids' books. What's the worst one ever? I have no idea, but I know just the person to call. Hey, sorry I'm late. I was just traveling the world as part of my job as children's librarian, blogger, and international assassin for hire. Wait, what? What? World-famous blogger Betsy Bird. Alex got stuck in a terrible kid's book. We don't know which one. Damn it! All kids' books have special reality distortion fields after absorbing the imaginations of thousands of children. Do we have any clues to go on? You just said there was a tree, a fish, and love. Well, then that sounds like it's... Story time. Read It and Weep presents Betsy Bird and the Search for the Lost Alex, featuring Ezra. Huh, I get top billing now? Chris. I'm not racist. Steven. I swear I didn't kill Alex. And world-famous blogger and assassin for hire, Betsy Bird. I've said too much. This rescue mission is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. With a name like Audible, it's gotta be good. <sighs> All right, Betsy, what's our first book? Let's check out Shel Silverstein's botanical downer, The Giving Tree. Seriously? I really like Shel Silverstein. And the moral's great. Give till it kills you. Uh, Chris, <laughs> can you summarize in the style of someone who summarizes? <laughs> <laughs> the Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein is about a parasitic relationship between a talking tree and a boy. <laughs> the boy asks for things from the tree to, quote, make him happy, unquote. First leaves and apples, then branches and a trunk. Each time the tree is happy to give entire parts of itself to fulfill the boy's selfish needs. When both are old and withered stumps of beings, they concede to life's bitter hardships, and the boy, now an old man, sits down on the stump, presumably smothering the tree to death. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah, that's yeah. good job. <laughs> Thanks. If I know Alex, and I don't, uh, he's probably lodged onto one of the hateable things about this book. So if we hate it, we might set him free. But guys, what if he's stuck on a compliment? <laughs> yeah. All right. If you really want to, we can check the compliments too. So Betsy, uh -huh. as our guest, it's your choice to go first or last in compliments. I would like to go first. Uh, complimenting this book. Okay. Um, <laughs> my compliment with this book, it's it's just going to have to be. Um, a theory that my husband has actually been cultivating about it, that it's it's actually a cautionary tale. Okay, so we're talking about Shel Silverstein. This is the guy who wrote, like, A Boy Named Sue. You know, he, he was, like, one of the greatest children's authors of all time, and then he wrote this book, and he was Mr. Subversive. So there's a possibility 
possibility that he, this is like an enormous joke that he was writing this, this book as, you know, just, and uh, intended nobody to take it seriously. And then the entire world did. <laughs> so I'm going to compliment its possible subversive nature. Yeah. So the subversion would be, hey, look, guys, friendship kind of sucks most of the time. Or parenthood. <laughs> or interspecies relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, have a, I have a series of metaphor this could be about, actually. <laughs> <laughs> or just boys. They're just boys. <laughs> just boys. Boys, boys are dicks. All right. Well, uh, Stephen, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. Um, I just I had a really nice personal connection to this book I want to compliment uh, in that I'm pretty sure the character of Boy was based off of my last couple ex-girlfriends. <laughs> Which, by that, I mean uh, they were all lumberjacks who keep aging. <laughs> was, was, the, was the character of Tree based off of anyone you know? Uh, actually, or... no. It's probably based off this tree I used to have. <laughs> I got cut down by my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> was it a girl tree? Because then you can understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Tells. You can tell. Kept wearing earrings. <laughs> had, had, had a, a bow. Its hair. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Chris, would you like to compliment? Ooh, yeah. In addition to the book, that we also watched an animated version on YouTube, or at least I did. Yeah. And in the animated version, the tree is able to distend its limbs and kind of curve around and pick up the boy and do things like that. And that is creepy as fuck. That is like, you know, the trees from Disneyland. That's the trees like, that's like the Whomping Willow type shit. <laughs> right. And so I, I enjoyed the animator's uh, ability to make the tree a little bit creepier and more badass. Like an elephant tree. Like an elephant tree with a grudge against a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> so the more this children's book could take from Saw, <laughs> the more <laughs> All the better. All the better. <laughs> The tree just tries to put together some, like, you know, sadistic kind of traps for the boy. <laughs> right. Just... Yeah, but they're all made of twigs, so they're easy. <laughs> I'm going to write some giving tree hostile fan fictions. <laughs> Dead squirrels. <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, all right, well, I'll, I'll finish this off. Um, I just want to thank the book for ending when it did. So it, it ends with old man boy sitting on the, the stump of a tree. Yes. Um, and the tree being happy. And I'm so glad they stopped then instead of, like, Two seconds later, when the boy pooped himself on the tree. Because <laughs> that was coming. <laughs> and the tree was very messy. <laughs> Self-hating tree. <laughs> I mean, everyone needs fertilizer. And, and we know from the other book that everyone poops, but still. Right. I think that's the only book I can think of that doesn't stop before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could tell you so. <laughs> Guys, let's now play uh, our hate game, Hate Around the Rosie. It may or may not be an allusion to the Black Plague, but I think if you went to Snopes, you'd find out that it probably wasn't. <laughs> this is true. It's not. All right. Very good. <laughs> I'll start off uh, by joining hands and starting to prance around in a circle with this one. You know, maybe I was just in the wrong frame of mind, but starting with once there was a tree and she loved a little boy and every day the boy would come. I just, um, <laughs> what oh, kind no. of tree boy love is this? And it, does it seem okay because it also seems heterosexual? I mean, like, <laughs> what's going on? How how okay with this should we be? 
Um, I mean, there's the age difference. There's definitely a maturity level difference. Yeah, no, that age difference is insurmountable, in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's definitely robbing the petrified forest here. (laughs) I'll just jump in and, and I guess, fall down. Um, (laughs) This is well played. Yeah, (laughs) that's how this game works. Um, My hate is on subverting the law. I guess so. We what we know about the boy is that you know. He he got a house so he could have a you know a wife right, and then maybe like twenty years later he shows up he's like yeah I gotta get away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what did he do to his wife? <laughs> Buried her under the. Just tree. gonna leave the country for a while. <laughs> Just need a boat to go to a non extradition country and <laughs> then we'll be fine. <laughs> Some bad went down. Or well, at one point when he was a teenager, he brought over a girl to make out under the tree and make the Actually, tree jealous we never saw the top half of that person oh it could be a boy wearing a long skirt oh there's a skirt i retract it my could be just a, a half a person then a lower half yeah <laughs> the lower yeah. half of a mannequin <laughs> uh, like a reverse mermaid <laughs> I mean, for what we know the character profile it fits it does <laughs> <laughs> loner talks to trees <laughs> <laughs> um any other hates I've, I've got a big hate yeah Whoa, ready. Ready. okay yeah uh so this book is in my opinion just a very conservative book it's, it's about conservative ideology it's uh, about big government and uh taking <laughs> too much from government like this kid <laughs> took all his income his home his boats he was just living off the doll getting like not giving anything back and then at the very end what do you get you have a picture of an old person sitting on a withered stump of what used to be a great enterprise that's social security in a nutshell right now (laughs) (laughs) that's what this book is it's a metaphor for big government social security you know what i say shut it down (laughs) (laughs) what it's hard to argue with that. So, so what's what's your um, what's your privatized version of of the Giving Tree then, Stephen? <laughs> Man, I did not think this through. All right. <laughs> oh, here's what it is. Here's what it is. He should have taken the apples, right? He should have been given one apple. Okay, it worked for the apple. Done something to get the apple from the tree. Taken the seeds, planted another tree, <laughs> and then used that one as his personal slave because he was there first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just have, like, just for the purpose of extending this just a little bit, just because, yeah. uh, so this, I mean, this book, I think, is meant to be in, interpreted, um, because it's, you know, you, you nobody seems happy at the end of it. Um, is the takeaway from this that just growing old sucks? Like, what, what do you guys, what, what am I supposed to feel tonight when I close my eyes and feel sad? Can I tell you why people love this book? Yeah, yeah. why don't you, why don't you yeah, tell okay, us why yeah, people, yeah. This, so these three books are books that we're talking about today are, are books that people either love them or hate them. And unfortunately, with my job, I see the people who love them more than anything else. And I have to keep my mouth shut the whole time when they when they come up to me. And they're like, I want the giving tree. They see this as a metaphor for parenthood and how parents can give unconditionally and be sat upon. And that's a good thing. That's a Wait. good thing. That's a good thing. That's that seemed like as the ultimate sign of good parenthood. What? Take it, take it, take it, take it, take. Yeah, no, seriously. Like that's what you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel really good about that. I mean, as far as like a you know a tree raising an orphan as her own, it's not terrible, I guess. But like <laughs> you know, real parents I think can do a little better than this. Yeah, because like the the kid ended up not really being able to fend for himself. Um, well, when a tree's your mom, 
<laughs> issues yeah. to begin with. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to end right up there. normal either way, I guess. I, I, yeah. And, yeah, and actually for a tree as a mom, you know, I, he, he's okay. It seemed like Pretty he, good. Yeah, yeah, he got married even though he killed his wife. <laughs> <laughs> he carved his his lover's name into his mom's like, skin. <laughs> yeah. My mom got pissed when I did that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a timeout for sure. <laughs> That's right. I did not get any apples. <laughs> Guys, we checked on all these hates and compliments. Alex wasn't on any of them. Yeah. Let's keep going. All right. Well, that that was pretty bad. Uh, we'll have to do worse if we want to find him. Oh, we will. Um, next up is Robert Munch's weepy coming of death story. Love you forever. Oh, God. It's like reading a Nicholas Sparks kid's book. Uh, Chris, you have 15 seconds to summarize as if you were getting older and dying. Do you want me to start like really young, or like do you want well, me to do? Sure. Technically, we're all getting older and dying. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. There's never a bad time to sneak into your son's room to caress him fondly and sing softly into his ears, even if he's all grown up. Unless, of course, he's already doing it to you. Am I right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, Betsy, is this another book that's like the good model for parenting? This is maybe the most popular parenting book. This is the one where if you find someone that has is going to have a baby, one person will at least give them this book. This book has sold millions and millions of copies. People adore this book. I can't even stress how many people absolutely love this book. I mean, how is this book not called Stalk You Forever or like, <laughs> you. you know, exactly. Watch You While You're Sleeping Forever? No, it's like an Alfred Hitchcock, like the moment when you see the, the, the ladder on the top of the car, <laughs> suddenly like that's the moment where the whole book like shifts and you're like, whoa, yeah. this is like a psychotic <laughs> book. <laughs> I mean, at that stage also, it's like basically cock blocky forever as well, because like there's no way you're really going to be able to consistently bring women home if like your mom's going to sneak in when you're asleep and like rock depends you. on what you're into. Yeah, I'm a little worried as to how he got a daughter, because if he, you yeah. never see he has a wife, and if his mother is rocking him into middle age, then... I mean, maybe he, he befriended the baby tree, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're actually already getting a little bit too hateful, so uh, why don't we start with our... A quick compliment to see if Alex is unlikely, but possibly highly under one of the compliments. Good idea. All right. You want to go in reverse order? Yeah, let's do that. As? Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I guess this is uh, a compliment for the kid being uh, a little retro. So when he's a teen and he's like, you know, all wild and uh, listening to strange music, he's listening to it uh, on vinyl, it looks like. Yeah. This is despite the fact that, you know, he has a computer in his room, so he's definitely not in a vinyl era anymore. But, you know, good for him for, you know, enjoying the warm sound of, uh, you know, a gentler time. <laughs> well complimented. Fair play. <laughs> so, for me, this, I have a comment about the illustrations as well. I like the cats that are in all the pictures because uh, I like little things you have to notice. Like when the little kid, when he's a teenager, I think he has like a little kitten and he moves out and it's like a, a, gets to be a bigger cat. And, you know, you can just watch that detail instead of paying attention to the story. Um, and I really like that in children's books. I think it's important to have, I like absolutely genuinely think it's important to have little details that you can notice so that like the 10th time you're reading the story, you know, and you're flipping through the pictures with your parents or, you know, whatever it is, you have something new you can catch. That was a, that was a good compliment. 
Yeah. Sorry. Uh, my compliment is actually also about the illustrations of this book, surprisingly. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> nobody I, has the story so far. <laughs> well, no, first off, let me just say, like, no, I do love this. Like, this makes me think of my mom. Like, this story is always going to have a warm place in my heart. I can't help it. But I also haven't read it or really seen it since I was four years old. But while watching the, the YouTube video um, oh, yeah. and seeing the illustrations, which we'll get to. <laughs> Uh, seeing uh, that the boy, his older version, I've kind of realized in my head is how I, how I thought all people were supposed to look up or look when they grow up. Like that's, I think I've subconsciously modeled my entire wardrobe and style off of that guy. <laughs> so for for Just have a closet full of multiple copies of the same shirt and pants. blue pullovers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The same kind of glasses. Yeah, exactly. That's. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I mean, his kitchen wasn't bad by the end, so no, I mean, that's not a bad thing to actually successful. work up to. That's the model of success that I've always gone for, having a baby girl and <laughs> cradling your mom when she's dying? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. More compliments. So, All right, Betsy. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, this book is so creepy. I actually began to enjoy it in a way. Um, because <laughs> Maybe because of the lullaby. Yeah. <laughs> she will read, reads, I'll love you forever, I'll like you for always, as long as I'm living, my baby you'll be. And that I, as I'm living is so dark. When I'm dead, though, all bets are off, and I will eat your brains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll haunt you after that! <laughs> Hey, uh, so we're we are actually getting hateful in a in a non-game way. So let's uh, let's play um, hate hate goose, I believe. So we'll we'll run around the circle. <laughs> Just hate 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 goose. Um, okay, anyone have a hate? So many. So. Betsy, I guess I'd like to just hear a little bit more about, you know, why you, you hate this book. Um, there's not a lot of book to hate here because, like, if you think about the unique words, kind of like a like a fat boy slim track, there's really just, you know, a certain number of words that are repeated a lot in this book. Yeah, but, it's pretty much yeah. just the hook. Yeah, just the hook. But, um, yeah, I mean, what, talk a little bit more about about. Yeah. It's, um okay, so here's, here's, here's a hate for me. Um, I know the kids can feel affection for this book years later. Uh, if their parents read it to them. I have never seen a child willingly take this book. And so this falls into the whole category of books that only, they're written for parents. They're not for kids. This is not a book for kids. Kids could not care less about their parents' issues with becoming parents and their children growing up and all that. So I, I've always sort of disliked the fact that this is considered a children's book because honestly, I think this is an adult book. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I do like the idea of a, a kid's book marketed only to kids though. Like it'd basically be like, It'd probably be kind of a slimy cover, and like, uh, you could eat it, and there'd be very few words. <laughs> but the problem is, kids don't have that much money. I guess so is the thing. J- just a jelly sandwich. <laughs> then would be a jelly sandwich for sure. That's a perfect children's book. <laughs> Stretching the book idea, but yeah. Well, as one of those kids who had it read to, I, I really love this book. But then, uh, honestly, I watched the the YouTube version of it which was read by the author and that really ruined it for me like 
if that's how I was supposed to hear it, I don't know how I would have ever bonded with this book. It, it, it was t- his voice was terrible. So wait, your mom never said this kid is driving me crazy. No, it was it was like it was hyper. <laughs> it was like he was reading it, making fun of gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a sad thing. He's usually a fantastic author. He's really? made like he's like the number one children's author in Canada. And he did like some really great picture books, like the Paper Bag Princess and and all these other ones. And then he made this, which is very strange, and his most popular book as a result. Weird. Yeah, the one part where besides like driving me crazy and strange <laughs> was when um the mom <laughs> drives drives across town. It's like the mom got in her car and drove across town. Vroom, 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 vroom. It's like if the mom is like the mom was doing like rails of cocaine to go over just like a menace to society in the car to get over to cuddle her son that's just yeah. <laughs> who drives across town to cuddle her son at two in the morning with a cat and a ladder <laughs> this is not For same behavior <laughs> yeah I, I had a hard time i also watched the youtube video of series of people for mother's day reading this book aloud like and it was just interviews of people just sobbing while reading this book and oh man I, I I couldn't take the journey. I'm sorry, Stephen. It's okay. No, I understand. It's it's weird, but it's it, it makes me think of my mom and and all that stuff. And but this was the first time I can think of ever reading it or hearing it where I didn't cry, and it's because of this stupid voice. Wait, so your mom read you a book that would make you cry all the time? <laughs> I was mostly always crying. I was very. <laughs> um. Any other hates? Oh man. I I. Okay. So duck duck. Mother doesn't make an effort to understand her child. Um, so when the boy is two, he's wantonly destructive. Fine. When the boy is nine, when the boy is a teenager, when the boy is a young man, like, the mother, it keeps referring like he does strange things. And, like, well, they're not that strange if you take the time to talk to him. Or, like, you know, yeah. or if you've heard Lady Gaga before. Or, you know, whatever it is that's going on. Like, it's, you know, what this book encourages is, like, unconditional love, but never understanding. And yeah, I mean, yeah. that's seriously as, toxic to me. As far as we know, they don't even interact except for when he's sleeping. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They may not speak at all, like, for years, as far as he knows. Yeah. <laughs> Unaware that his windows should really be locked at night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, a, it's just an advertisement for... um. For you know, moving away farther uh, from home, and <laughs> yes. also just for really good home security as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get some booby traps. <laughs> get a moat. Get one of those chandeliers that drop. <laughs> keeps your mom at bay. Keeps the black knight at bay. Totally good. Yeah. Marbles under the window. Yeah. Home alone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, some paint cans, definitely. <laughs> Swinging paint cans. <laughs> Ball bearings. I mean... I don't have a kid, so it's hard for me to comment on this, but I I did buy an iPad recently. Oh. (laughs) I do do feel the same way about my iPad. When it misbehaves, do you forgive it at night? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It does strange things, but uh, every every night when I, I put it to sleep, I give it a little kiss and everything's forgiven. Yeah. Because you've wiped its memory and resynced it. <laughs> I am advocating robot babies. <laughs> oh.
This act break is required but not approved by Audible. Audible, taste the rainbow. Meanwhile, exactly where we were a second ago. Guys, we've been looking for Alex forever. I can't feel my hates. Oh my god, I can't feel my hates. Can we give up yet? You guys aren't ready to quit. You just need a little pick-me-up. We can't afford pick-me-ups. We spent all our money on safari equipment to find Alex. Wait, why do you have those two elephant guns? Oh, one of those is mine. Why do we need any- But you don't even need money for this inspiration. I signed us up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash weep and got a free audiobook for free. Oh, what are we listening to? Dr. Seuss's All the Places You'll Go, read by John Lithgow. Hip, hip. Excelsior! 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 It made me feel good after I graduated from high school, and it'll make me feel good now. Now let's hunt me some elephant. <coughs> Rescue Alex. Either way, lock and load. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Is, is she gonna shoot him? Oh, the places you'll go. There is fun to be done. There are points to be scored. There are games to be won. Now return you to the thrilling conclusion of Betsy Bird and the Search for the Lost Alex, brought to you by Audible. Fair and balanced. Ah, oh, that book was terrible. I have a sad. Why would they tell kids their parents are going to die? I think it can get a little worse, though. Lastly, we have the anti-Randian aquatic tale of conformity at all costs. Markets Fister's Rainbow Fish. Fister? Damn near killed her. Alex loved the pun alarm. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, would you summarize in the style of a group of podcasters trying to wrap up a storyline? Sure, as the rainbow fish, or as I learned in my German studies, der Wegenbogenfisch is a communist story about the joys of anti-exceptionalism and the spoils of jealousy. There's a fish in the ocean called rainbow fish who has a sparkly, beautiful scale, but everyone is jealous of his genetic riches and won't play with him. So he starts giving away his sparkly scales, bits of himself, to all the dumb plain fish until the sea is homogenous once again, and the previously dull other fish are rewarded for their spiteful behavior. <laughs> Yay. I think we all learned a little something. This is my last hope. We need to check all the hates and compliments if we have any chance of bringing Alex home. Can I just say your summary was longer than the book? <laughs> 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 I, I never got into the aged octopus of anti-intellectualism. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, all right, we're getting too mean already. Um, let's, let's do some quick comps. <laughs> Betsy, I think we're going to you first. Okay, okay, okay. let's totally, see here. It can totally be uh, backhanded, so. Okay, I've got a backhanded one if you're ready for it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I've been saving it up. Um, <laughs> I personally wish that we had more foreign translated picture books in America. Is this, is this a for, is it a German book for real? It's uh, Swiss. It's Swiss. Maybe oh, another like Swiss, Swiss children's book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This one goes out to my buddy, Nick. All right. Yeah. This, so I would love there to be more translations. Um, unfortunately, I, I, I wish there were more translations that were nothing like this one, but, uh, but I do appreciate that they took the time to find a popular book in another country and then bring it over here. So. 
Wow. This actually makes a lot of sense that it's a Swiss book now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the pieces fall together in place now. All the, all I mean, the, the stuff at the end with the Nazi gold does make a lot more sense now. <laughs> I was wondering about all the banking shit in the chat. <laughs> and the chocolate. Oh, the chocolate. <laughs> Those knives the fish had. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Steven, you got a, you got a compliment? Okay, this is this is the most cop out compliment I think I'll ever give on this show. I I want to compliment one of the notes I took. <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's one of my favorite notes I've taken while reading a story for you guys. Um, I really did not like this, and uh, at, at the point when um, the rainbow fish is all upset because all the other fish don't like him, and it's very obvious why. He goes to the starfish, and he's like, why don't people like me? And the starfish says, I can't answer that for you. And I wrote down, because you are a bitch, and underlined it. <laughs> I, I, I just like that I got really irrationally angry <laughs> at this fictional starfish. Oh, you complimented your own hate. <laughs> That's, that's a really great. Has that been done before? I think that's a that's a new high in self-reflexive confidence. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did great. <laughs> Good for you, Steve. <laughs> so, uh, I watched the YouTube video of this, which uh, is complete with illustrations and watery voice sound effects. Which is my favorite thing about this book is that every time they're saying something, it's surrounded by the sounds of bubbles, and they go. A long way out in the deep blue sea, there lived a fish. Not just an ordinary fish, but the most beautiful fish in the entire ocean. His scales were every shade of blue and green and purple, with sparkling silver scales among them. The other fish were amazed at his beauty. They called him Rainbow Fish. So the entire book sounds like that. And it's it's annoying as fuck, but I appreciate their adventurousness in sound engineering. <laughs> it, it was adventurous. I also wrote while I was listening to this, am I robo-tripping? <laughs> <laughs> and also, um, the octopus, because it had a low voice with all the echo effects. Uh, I don't know if you're going to play that clip, but the octopus, yeah. I said, wrote, like it sounded like a, like a victim of a crime on like a news show that they're trying to mask the voice with the echo effect. <laughs> yes. It's like, the octopus got raped or something like that. This is awful. <laughs> octopus is like the octopus protection program. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, just to digress a little, the octopus protection program. Opa! <laughs> <laughs> That's all. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All right, this is for teaching uh, you know, a valuable lesson. Uh, I can compliment for that. Because here's the thing: we might not agree with like the lesson it teaches, but the fact of the matter is, if you try to give people what they want, even at your own, you know, at your own detriment, they will probably like you for a little while. So, like, I'm... <laughs> but they'll never respect you, Ezra. No, it's true. But they will. They will <laughs> like you for a little. While. So go out there and get sloppy, guys. See what happens. That's what I learned from the rainbow fish. <laughs> nice. you just give it away. Get, get sloppy? Yeah. That's the lesson. <laughs> oh. All right. So, Betsy, I guess as a world-famous children's blogger slash international assassin for hire, um, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about this book, why it's loved, and why you hate it. Okay, this is the only book that we've discussed today that actually has a TV show on HBO. What? Uh, <laughs> no. What does the fish do? Is it just the fish slowly gets nakeder and then it gets more popular? I mean. <laughs> I, I'm a little distracted now, to be honest, because now I'm just thinking of this show combined with The Wire. <laughs> or Oz, well, maybe? <laughs> yeah. 
Well, there is a bubbles on the wire, so there you go. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you just put Omar in this story, I would have liked it at least. Rainbow fish coming. Rainbow fish coming. (laughs) 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 But like, so people really like this because it's about sharing, right? So unlike the books where the previous two books were that were about parenting, this one's like to kids about sharing and and making friends, I guess. Ostensibly. That seems to be what people get from it. Some people, and I don't actually agree with this, but some people see this as the ultimate communist socialist propaganda book that you have to give away everything you have so everybody's exactly the same. Uh, and I disagree with that interpretation because there are actual communist socialist picture books out there and they are much better than this book. <laughs> much, Why much didn't we better. review these? Those books are awesome. Yeah, I would imagine that a hardcore like communist children's picture book was like, you know, and then together we all rose up and the, you know, the town roads ran red with Bernstein bear blood. Right. <laughs> like little little mice and gulags building prisons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The littlest gulag. <laughs> the littlest That's gulag. already more interesting than this. Yeah. Okay, guys, time to hate on this. Uh, let's see if we can find Alex. Let's uh, let's play uh, hate and go hate. Wait, what game is this? Originally? Well, it's supposed to be hide and go seek. Oh, okay. <laughs> hide and go seek. Yeah. I I'm almost right, can't get it. Let's go. Let's go play hate and go seek. Is that better? Yeah, that is better. Uh, All right, hate yeah. and go seek. Let's do it. What? Why is this book popular? Like, I, I don't. I don't understand. It's because of the sparkly foil. That, that is kind of a genius thing. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good idea. So, so the illustrations I of Rainbow that, Fish have, you know, these sparkly foil yeah. scales. It's really. It is really cool just to look at. It, it. was the first book to really do that. And that's why it got huge. And it's responsible. If you walk into any like kid's portion of a bookstore now, and you see like the glitter just blinds you when you walk in, that's because of Rainbow Fish. The publishers okay. saw this and they were like, hey, this is selling like hotcakes and it's crap. We should <laughs> put sparkles all over everything. And they and so they did. Have they expanded this like sort of like into like, I don't know, like scratch and sniff fish or like fuzzy fish, fish or... Um... You know, Scratch and sniff books have not come back, and they totally should. Right? Because the technology has gotten so much better than when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Light just, years of scratch and sniff technology. I imagine advanced. teams of scientists <laughs> just pouring over data in labs trying to get scratch and sniff. <laughs> not caught up with the Russians yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the Russians have an orange smell. We know. <laughs> I want something to smell like the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, because kids love smells. They do, but they also love sparkly things. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes they sense. It's why our jam sandwich book is going to make us billions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it will be scratch and sniff. Yes, if we can find a way to make sparkly bread, oh, oh money! Oh, look shit. out! Look out, Rand McNally. <laughs> Wait, are they the map makers? <laughs> yeah. We're making the map now. <laughs> We're redoing the world. <laughs> We're putting sandwiches on the map. <laughs> Is, well, is there something about the fact that, like, this clearly has a moral, and it it's so close to telling you, but it actually doesn't really tell you. It's It meets you 95% of the way there. Is there something satisfying, maybe for kids, <laughs> about really being able to color in that last 5% and actually figure out the moral in this case? Or, or do they? I, I don't know. 
they do sometimes. Um, and when it's done well, they'll, they'll do it and they'll feel like super smart. In this case, I actually think they get distracted by the shiny bits. <laughs> I think they're like, yeah, 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 fish, whatever. Shiny. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, Betsy. These books all sucked, but they weren't the worst because Alex wasn't there. I was afraid of this. There's no objectively worst book in the world. Alex must have created his own worst book by combining the things he hated most about these kids' books. I I think I get it. So if we combine what we've learned about all these books, we can make a book way worse than any of them were separately. Okay, guys. I guess this is our race to the bottom. And if if we do a good race to the bottom, then, well... We'll save Alex. If not, then he'll be stuck in his own terrible book forever. Okay, so we just have to name the worst parts of these books? Yeah, let's just see if we can make the worst book out of all these parts. So Okay, um, so clearly there's a theme of giving away parts of yourself. Yes, yeah, definitely. So let's make it a little bit more gruesome and have uh, the mom from Love You Forever start giving away parts of herself to the kid for <laughs> sustenance. Right. Great, cannibalism. Yep. That's, that's pretty bad. Yep. Right. Willing also, cannibalism. Uh, like the giving tree will have the kid need stuff, so actually chops off his mom's arms. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be really, really disturbing for that kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this, the stalker thing was, was something that kept on getting me out of uh, Love You Forever, so why don't we have an octopus stalking the kid now? <laughs> yeah, it's just like the kid wakes up with like little sucker prints on his arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what happened to me last night? <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, shiny. We know shiny works, so uh, I think we should make the book out of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's shiny kitten. So there's there's an octopus mom that's stalking its son, but then the son keeps asking things of the octopus mom and hacking off arms of the octopus to share among his friends so that he grows more popular. Right? <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. Was that was that enough? Yeah. Uh, and the enough. title of the book is. Uh, Calamari Night. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? Alex! Oh my god, you created your own worst book and got stuck in it! I hope you learned a valuable lesson, Alex. The forces of evil are nothing to be trifled with. Betsy, thank you so much for saving me from an eternity in my own simply worded hell. My pleasure. Uh, Betsy, is there anything we can pimp for you? Hell yeah. Uh, that would be my blog, a Fuse Number 8 production, and you can find it at blog.schoollibraryjournal.com slash a Fuse 8 production. Great. We will have a link to that on our website. Also, 30 at 6 hollow point bullets. What? What? And thanks as always for joining us, Stephen. Thanks for having me. And thanks so much for saving me from my torment, Chris and Ez. Yep. Yep. And we're out. Hey, guys, wouldn't it be awesome if someone actually wrote Calamari Night, but now all the characters were Bella Swan? No! Anyone have Drew's cell number? Stuck inside a book? Don't worry. I'm coming, dudes.
Hey, this is true. Sorry about everything.